Hello and welcome to Go Get Your Guy. With me, a commissioner who's been put out of his misery finally after week 13. And only one other person on today. Um, his November record in the league was wins zero. But engagement's won. Congrats, Mike. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So uh, nice of you to do something grown up whilst, uh, whilst your team were taking a holiday. Oh, yeah. Well, someone had to, you know, step up and, and fill the void of just everything being shit. <laughs> everything being shit. You heard it here first. Very happy for you, mate. Um, big fan. We'll see. We'll see what um, the inquest says uh, when that comes in, presumably in around about 2024. What party? Um, <laughs> there was not a party. Definitely not on Wednesday, the uh, 8th of December. Um, so we might get a quick one. It depends how long I let Mike ramble on for in some of these topics. But um, yeah, we'll see how we go. It's the, uh, it's the playoff preview part. So we've hit week, the end of week 13 and going into the playoffs. So we're going to recap what happened in that huge week 13 um, divisional round um, and then preview the playoffs uh, both for the Super Bowl and for the newly introduced Loser Bowl. So anything you want to get off your chest first of all, Mike? I think no, I've ranted. Good. I think you're good. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've ranted about it enough over the last few weeks as I slide away from the bye week. So nothing for me this week on that. And to be honest, I don't even think we need to discuss my division. It was all sewn up. We had two yeah, so... teams qualify for the playoffs and two absolute shit teams. Yeah. So let's just kick off. Going into week twelve, Joe had already won the division. Number two seed locked up. He couldn't catch Dan. Number one. And he couldn't be caught by Joe number three. So um, he was already locked up. Mike was either going to be in fourth or fifth position, depending on how results went elsewhere. Uh, I think, is it finished? You finished fourth? Yes. May or may not be a, crucial when it comes to seeding. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> but the, the results in these two were... Um, Mike got his team back on track with 159 versus 108 point win over the moribund cult of Amon Ra. Isn't it interesting what just having two quarterbacks, actual real quarterbacks, not PJ Walker, um, can do for your team? Yeah, especially if you played the two better ones. Yeah. Look, we've we've said it all along. If you have two quarterbacks, you should be your starting point should be fifty points in this league. The six point for a throw, minus four for an interception. You get you get two quarterbacks flying. That sh that should be fifty. Yeah, although I do have, I have still managed to break Burrow and Chase. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken since was... I traded for Burrow. I was actually getting brunch before I flew home. And we were sat in a little box, you know, all America, every restaurant in America, no matter how fancy they are, has a TV in it. Uh, had the game on, and I just watched Jamar Chase just literally he caught the ball and then threw it. He literally threw it to the defender. He like, like I couldn't believe it. I watched it happen, and I was just like, for fuck's sake! And Emily then saw the telly, and she also went, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Not because of what Chase did, because 
I'd clock the TV in the bar. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all kind of irrelevant at this point. Yeah. But you didn't, you didn't need a win. You got one anyway. 160 points is, is decent going into a playoff round. That would win you most weeks, I'd imagine. Not sure what the average score is. We'll get our resident stato to give us that some other time. Um, but nice to, you must be going in with a, a little bit of optimism, despite uh, having thrown away the bye. Compared to the other weeks, yeah, because losing to losing to Kelsey D was probably the low point of my season. Because he, I mean, he's on a super tank. And he tried to tank the game against me. I don't even think he tried to tank the game. He just put out the best team he could and still beat me. That was particularly upsetting. I mean, it's nice to get one over at any time, isn't it? Especially, well, didn't really impact anything. But nice to get a few wins in every now and then. So, yeah, Joe's locked in at number two and Mike was going to be number four or five. Finished. I recommend we do your division first and we can finish on Fleming. I completely agree. So the Hastings division, again, was pretty much sewn up. Joe was always going to win, barring a major disaster in terms of points scored. Um, So he was going in to be the three seed um, as division winner. And then it was a winner-take-all Sam versus Paul battle, in inverted commas, um, since one was a lot more interested in being in the playoffs than the other, albeit you could argue both. It was a bit of like David versus Goliath if both of them like chopped a limb off before they started. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. And that ended up with a pretty resounding victory for Sam. I say that 105 points versus 67. Still, I wish he was here to defend his team, but he's not. So he needs Russell Wilson to come back and like not be shit because he's just Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, but Wilson's doing his thing because normally he starts the season really bad, and then he gets stronger and stronger. He started off really well at the start of the season, got injured, and now he's just regressed into I don't know, like RG three or someone. It was probably his best game since he came back last time, and so the arrow is probably pointing up, but James Robinson banged up again. The Jags don't have an effing clue what they're doing. It's interesting when you get a shit coaching, isn't it? Yeah. That'll do it. When he's too busy finger banging at the bar, then he is actually (laughs) coaching his team. You'd think there'd be plenty of time to do both in a week. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's not baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch a couple of weeks ago. We obviously had the Blizzard Bowl this week, but who knows if that's gonna if that's gonna t- continue? If he's gonna be able to win his place back from Matt Breeder, who was a, a born again Christian until only a few weeks ago. The the Renaissance, the Renaissance. Can I say that? You shouldn't. But no, I'm gonna take the Sam roll here. No, you can't say that. Okay, valid. They're not all winners. Um, so, yeah, so Sam locked up the number six seed um, and gets a, a very quick rematch with Joe for um, 
in the interdivisional uh, playoff round one. And then we come to what was everyone on the line. So Dan was locked in as number one in this division. Um, we went into the division with him at seven and five, but 1,550 points. Dino, six and six, with a almost 200-point advantage. And then Tom, six and six. Again, uh, 150 points behind Dino, but a little bit ahead of Tim. And Dan was playing Dino. Tim was playing Tom. You know, you know something, right? If I'm Tom, I'm really annoyed at Dan over the last two. Dan has been, other than the first game week where Tom beat Dan by 0.6 or something like that, 0.9 of enough. a point. It was 0.1. Um, He's won. He won ten in a row, and then he comes down to the divisional games. And let, he has he has got a few injuries and a few players banged up. But he lost both his divisional games because if you're if you're uh, Tom going into that, you're like, I'm not playing Dan. I got half a chance here to beat the other two, which he did do. He he, he won both his divisional games to go from five and six to seven and six. And you're probably like, well, they're both probably going to lose to Dan, and then they both beat him. <laughs> And Dino, yeah. Dino slinks in um, with a very impressive win as well. I think he got like 180 points this week. Yep. He had a really strong game week. So if you're, if you're Tom, you're, you're fuming, I reckon. I'd be really annoyed because I'd be like, oh, I've got a chance here. They're playing the hardest person in the league, as this season has shown. And yeah, he just bids out on both of them. Yeah, it's funny how things work out, isn't it? There were, there were three scenarios going in. So Tim had to beat Tom to guarantee a spot. If, if he lost, he would have been out. Like Tom would have had more points. That's it. Game over. Dino had to win and had to hope that Tom wins in order to catch Tim that one game behind. And Tom had to win and hope that Dan wins. And to your point, that scenario didn't happen. So the number five seed in the end went to Dino. So we have a DeAndre Swift, Dallas Goddard, Deontay Johnson, Michael Carter revenge game. And I, a lot earlier than anticipated. Yeah. Dino goes through into the playoffs. And what's, what's even weirder is that Tim went from number two to number four in that division. <laughs> One um, fell sweep. Yeah, that's brutal. I mean, it's such a brutal division. <laughs> like, what what, like, what do you do there? Like, you finished on a seven and six, all of them, and you're still out in the playoffs. And also, you're not even exactly got a good draft. Are they pick five and six, the two of them? Correct. Which is all right, but, you know, it's no one, two, three. Yeah, exactly. They, I think we said at the start, and I we're going to have to go back to pod number one because we predicted that this division was going to be super, super tight. And, it, and that's how it played out. You know, throw on points scored. Uh, the division games were almost split between them. Like Dan won three, Dino won two. 
Joe one three and Tim one four. So like you can you can hardly get more even than that. Yeah. Uh, um and um I, I, I blanked. Um yeah, I think we did say it was gonna be super, super tight. Also interesting that uh the person who has the third best points for record in the league. He's done it very quietly, Dino. He's third on points for this season with in, in set lineup, not in bench as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's done that very quietly. So he's just kind of, you know, being sort of like middle of the packish, doing his thing. I think everyone in that division, other than Dan, has seemed very middle of the pack just because they've been battling it out. It's not like in Arna or like Hastings, like there's been some people who've sped off and some people have been left behind. Although if I remember at the start of the season at Hastings, you were all trying to be shit. <laughs> just by two of you by accident, but like Joe and Sam completely by accident were just like, no, we no, you guys go through, we don't want it. And then obviously it all stabilized a bit more. But um I do feel really sorry for Tom and Tim to have positive records. Although, saying that, Tim wouldn't have gone through in Arnott and he wouldn't have gone through in Hastings. So actually, it's kind of harder to feel sorry for him, whereas Tom would have gone through in Hastings if he'd been in that division. Yeah, I mean, four of the top seven teams were in the same division, which I guess is somewhat unlucky. Yeah. But equally, it's it's... That's the way it's going to lie at some point. There are there are a lot of winning records. There are only four losing records because us losers did really well to lose a lot of games. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what that meant was we have, as I say, the revenge game between Dino and Mike. Uh, uh, is he allowed to play his picks? <laughs> He's not allowed to play his picks. Am I allowed to play a banged up DeAndre Swift? I mean, I can. I'd probably be ill-advised to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say... Well, oh, Probably unlikely to play at this point, from what I've read. Yeah, I don't think he plays again this season. They'd be, I think they'd be stupid to play him again. Their season's over. You might as well let him rest up and come back in. Goddard's on a bye, which is nice. So the, it's actually only Deontay Johnson versus... An injured DeAndre Swift because Michael Carter, I believe, is still injured as well. Okay, I can't remember if Michael Carter is designated to return or not. Anyway, it's turned into a very cursed trade for this week. <laughs> yeah, and how are you feeling about it? You've got Michael Pittman out, you've got Devonta Smith out, you've got Mike Kaziki out. Yeah, so who are you going is... to be rolling with Cole Komet this... and Cameron Bray? This is why I was... Well, actually, Cole, the reason why I traded for Colker Met was like, I need just a mid-tier tight end just to plug in. And this is why I was kind of hoping I could get that Kittle deal done as well. Because I knew well in, well in advance early in the season, I was like, I haven't got, I've only got one QB in week 14, so I need to deal with that. And I dealt with that situation. There's like a contingency if I didn't get the buy. And I was like, I've got no tight ends because Gazicki and Gadet are on bye weeks as well. So I got a Cole Komet and then couldn't get any other tight end. Obviously tried to get Kittle very last minute. Um, but I was like, I cannot 
going to week 14 and be playing that game week, I have to get the buy because I've got so many players on a buy that week. So yeah. I am, I feel like, I mean, I, I, the thing is, I've got free, the option of free running backs because I've got CEH, who I wish I hadn't drafted now. I can't believe I didn't take Jonathan Taylor. But that's for me to hate for until we restart this dynasty league <laughs> or he retires. Yeah. Um, I've got Harris and I've got coming in out of nowhere again, old Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> yes, Chubba Hubbard. So I do have three running backs. So, so I could put Chubba Hubbard in for one of my five wide receivers that I can start. But yeah, it's looking a bit... I think my wide receivers end up picking themselves by default because Corey Davis out injured now. It's, it's like my normal four, which is Chase, Metcalf. Um, this is really bad. I've forgotten my wide receivers. I've got so many. Chase Justin Metcalf. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, thank you. And um, the other one is... Hollywood. Hollywood Brown, who I should have taken <laughs> C.D. Lamb instead. Um, yeah, shouldn't. yeah, I know. You look proud of yourself. Because um, I can't trust uh, Gordon Sutton at the moment. Not until they get a new... Quarter, like an actual quarterback who can throw a ball. Um, so I'm a bit anxious about this game week, if I'm being honest. I think it leans on Burrow and Chase kind of getting back to, you know, the connection they had earlier on in the season. I think that's the key for me. Burrow's broken his little finger. Yeah, I know. I saw that, but he wants to play. A little finger. You don't need a little finger. It's the last thing that leaves the ball. He can throw his other hand. <laughs> I would advise that's probably even worse. Who knows? So I'm a little, um, bit, a little bit nervous. I think that Dino's got a really strong team, as his points four has shown. It's basically points four two versus points four three this game week. And it, it could go either way, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I think you're unfortunate with some of the... But I say unfortunate... Is what it is. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see that going before the start of the season, I guess. Um, you've got a few more buys than he has. Um, your team's probably stronger on the whole, but who knows? Yeah, it might be. It might be ruined by the uh, the elementary school alumni, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it depends as well which. I would love it. He's got three. His three quarterbacks, Dino's, are Roethlisberger, Stafford, and Tannehill. And all three of them could either have the game of their life or, or bin. You never know which one's going to show up that week. And again, I think, I think it lies on our quarterbacks for both of us this, this week. Tannehill's got the Jags. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would also like to give props to Dino for making it to the playoffs after losing Derek Henry, and we wrote him off when he lost Derek Henry. And then traded away DeAndre Swift. So I think a lot of props to him for, for getting there. Yeah, he's zagged where people have zigged. Yeah. Le- Big Lenny, playoff Lenny. <laughs> I hope he realises that it's the playoffs. So it could be a good one. I mean, he's rolling out Jared Cook and Evan Ingram. At tight end. 
But yeah. then again, he's got Deontay Johnson, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. It's just got it's just got the least sexy team in the, <laughs> in right. the league. It's, <laughs> it's so just ruthlessly efficient. Oh. Right. I think that's enough on uh our game week. Um yeah. and then Sam Sam versus Joe, as I mentioned. In the uh, Battle of Hastings. Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Um it doesn't look like there are any significant well Jalen Hurts isn't around, so uh Joe will be rolling out Jimmy G alongside Who is Justin Herbert. The most boring quarterback of all time. Yeah. After and, yeah. after Kirk Cousins. Joe's trades have really propelled him. He's he's been on an absolute flyer. His running backs, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs. He could even get something out of Sony Michelle at this rate. Josh Jacobs' deal looks brilliant now that all of a sudden he's catching passes as well. Well, like, someone's got to catch passes there now that you know one of their players is in prison. Yep. Darren Waller doesn't have a knee. And he's got or, he's got Gronk back at the right time as well. Yep. Yeah. I think takes- again, I can't separate them. I think if you put a gun to my head and had to go with someone, I'd probably go with probably go with Sam. But I think that's just because of the history of how well his team has done in over like a year and a half. So Joe's the favourite. Joe's a 18 point favourite going in on projection. I don't know if that means anything that's roughly 10 to 15 percent of a good score who are his wide receivers though because he's got like chris goodwin and like tyler lockett and then it's just like jags yeah i mean yeah you've just got to pick the right guys there aren't you marvin jones but i suppose he can roll out four he's literally a jag yeah yeah (laughs) i suppose he can roll out for um Four good running backs, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, honestly, and I'm I'm going to go with Sam because we have to. I mean, that's the point of the podcast, right? We have to call it. We can't just be like, "Oh, I don't know." I'm going to go with Sam. I hate it, and I think part of the reason why I'm going with Sam as well is that he has a picture for his team name, which I respect. I don't respect you, pictureless, pictureless teams. Yeah, fair point. Um, I reckon Joe's going to take it, but I think it's going to be close. Cool. And then on to the loser bowl. So I know you've been studying this one as well, Michael. Actually, I actually have. I gave it a little bit of a little bit of time earlier. I know I saw you um, activated Zach Wilson and Javonta Williams ready for the loser bowl. Now that you're Fourth pick is pick four is locked in after Paul snuck in on you. Oh man! So yeah, the, the the way the league works after thirteen weeks, the picks one to six are now locked based on the points from the regular season. There's a loser bowl which we introduced this year for pick two point one two point thirteen, 
So the 25th pick of the draft next year will be given to the winner of the loser bowl. Um, and now that points don't matter, I activated the boys from the taxi squad. So called in some reinforcements, keep Baker on his toes. Bonta Williams looking every bit like one of the best dynasty running backs in the league. And yeah, I, I fancy my chances. I'm not going to lie. I, I think that, but I think that both you and Paul breeze this, this week. Because, I mean, knowing on Shep, but he has sold his entire team. Like, he's sold everyone. Dave, Dave, I think, puts up a bit more of a fight, but I think you've now activated some of your players. I think you've got the edge on him. Um, you have also outscored him this year as well, um, both obviously on the bench because we know where his pick is and also just in game to get, just week to week as well. Mm. But then I can't see, I think it will be a Tom and Tim final, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, it probably should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, looking you... at... Looking at week 14, oh, wow. Shep will not be going anywhere with Gainwell, Sanders, Damian Harris, all on all on buys. Jacoby Myers on a buy. Oh, no, not Jacoby Myers. Jared Goff's his only quarterback. Oh, no, Davis Mills might be starting. Yeah, yeah, Shep's, Shep's in for a world of pain. But he's he's got, the, uh, he's got the number two overall pick, so he won't care too much. Yeah. And then... Dave, how's he doing? Yeah, I mean, he's got Daniel Jones and Taysom Hill. Great. You'd hope you'd hope Lamar and either Baker or Zach Wilson would out outscore that. Yeah. Um, he's gonna have to go into the game without Durham Smythe, but you know, I think he'll be <laughs> able to manage. But then it could be if, like he's got five good wide receivers or four decent. No, five good wide receivers there. Yeah, Chris, Christian, Christian he's having, done fine. He's having a very quietly decent season. Fine, isn't it? It's very yeah. like wide receiver three worthy. Very Christian DJ, Kirk. Yeah, DJ Moore is obviously a star. Elijah Moore has really picked up in the last couple of weeks. Um, Weird trade that one, by the way. Still, can I get my head around that one? To give up Elijah, to give up Elijah, Elijah Moore for Odell Beckham. The ghost of Odell Beckham as well. I just found a bit of a weird one. I get the theory. Like Beckham's ceiling is high and it's made higher by Matt Stafford. Elijah Moore was basically untapped talent at that point that the trade was made. It's he's he's absolutely bald in the last uh, yeah. four weeks with whoever's been thrown in the ball. It has hasn't seemed to have mattered. Does that make him Quarterback proof already. <laughs> it's uh, it's a tough, one, isn't it? I'm interested looking good, to see what his rank is now in in some of the like official dynasty rankings because it yeah, it must have gone up astronomically compared to where it was six weeks ago. If you're looking good with Zach Wilson throwing you the ball, then you're a good player. Zach Wilson's going to be fine. Yeah, I think he probably will. But it's looking, it's looks sketchy. Annoyingly, the only good quarterback out of the rookies so far is Matt Jones, who got benched. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could we could get onto that. 
Um, you're you're right. Yeah, he, so. he has got some good, four good wide receivers. And obviously, Mike Williams, has picked, I think he picks it up again over the weekend. He had a stronger game than he's had recently. So, yeah. I think he's got a... Dave has, like, the makings of what could be a good team. But I don't know how many picks he's got in the draft. I think he's only got one first-rounder. I think he's been a bit quieter on the old... Yeah, um, the yeah old I think he might be right. ...trading area. And, like, he's... What's coming through... Oh, he's, oh, he can activate Elijah Mitchell as well now. Oh, yeah. He could do. Yeah. Could think Which, of. if he's smart, he will do. Sorry, I should have kept that quiet for you. That's fine. Beat him anyway. So, yeah, the winner of... Well, to recap, Tom's number one seed in the loser bowl. Tim's number two. Paul, number three. Myself, number four. Kelsey Dave, number five, and Shep, number six. So, Paul versus Shep. That could go either way, but probably Paul. Me versus Dave, and then, uh, and then it gets reseeded for, for round two. So, the, re- the reseedings, the way it works, if, um, if Joe beats Sam, then Joe, then Joe plays Joe. Yes. If Sam wins, Sam plays. So who, whoever me and Dino play solely depends on who wins the other game. Exactly that. Yeah, cool. So if Sam, if Sam wins, he plays Dan. If Sam doesn't win, you or Dino plays Dan. <laughs> Yay. There's no easy games at this stage, though, Michael. There's All no right. easy games. So All I right. hear. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. Didn't realise you're a Premier League pundit. We're <laughs> <laughs> all cup finals. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, okay, that's that's good to know. I, I was pretty sure it was that, but I thought we'd just clarify on the pod. I assume the same is true for the loser bowl as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Great. Well, I think it's going to be a, a fun week. I, I tell you what, right? This period for Dan when he's, he'd already sewn up his spot like weeks ago. He's got a bye week. He's got some banged up players at the moment. And they've like the luck has fallen for him really nicely there. Yeah. In that he'll probably have he'll have Cooper back. He'll have Cook back all for week fifteen when it matters. Yeah, I think he's lucked out on those injuries. Which yeah. you sometimes you need that luck, do you know? You need it to come at the right time, but yeah. We'll see. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. And one other thing that I found quite interesting. So 13 weeks in the season. Dan was the top scorer in the week three times. Mike was the top scorer three times. Joe Alexander was the top scorer three times. Oh, hang on. So that stat, sorry, that stat was a stat I gave earlier in the season to, to Dan when I was like, I mean, it must have been on like week six or seven when I was like, You've been the top scorer three times. I've been the top scorer. Since I've done that, neither of us have been the top scorer in the week. Correct. And in that time, Joe Alexander has been the top scorer three times in wow. the last four weeks, in the last five weeks. But yeah, Sam's, Sam's even been top scorer one week. But this, I guess, just shows how difficult it is. Tom was the top scorer three times. As the teams that are, like, are, are building up, um, so yourself, 
Dave and and Shep, it's only going to serve to become harder. And then it will be interesting to see those dynamics switch as people like Dan and potentially Joe, they've got old, they've got aging teams because they've gone into a very win now situation. Yeah. It'll be interesting how they either keep themselves in a win now or they have to roll back round to the bottom and work their way back up. And I think that's where, I think it's really easy to like, have a good team at the very start for a couple of years but it's then how you because you can just draft really well but it's how you maintain that which I think will be interesting to, interesting to watch play out yeah I mean you've you've got to turn over your squad at the right times haven't you yeah there might there might be a Patriots down year for, for someone at one point and that might be all you need but yeah yeah you know, uh- it's it's it could be all changed next year. The yeah. the cla- the rookie class isn't necessarily amazing, but it's not just that that changes. There's free agency. Like Corey Davis helped you out at the start of the year. Yeah. After that, I mean, Michael I Gallup is going somewhere. I'm hopeful yeah. that that'll be a step up for him. He, yeah, he's performed well happen. recently as well. He's a good player. Yeah. I um I feel because I so I've got no first round draft picks for the next two years. I've got no picks in the upcoming draft. Like zero. I'm just gonna, just gonna go out for dinner when you guys are drafting. Um, but I feel I bought myself a bit of time with my squad. My only old, my two old, my two oldest players are Portland Certain and Corey Davis, <laughs> and they're like 26 and 27, or maybe 27 and 28. So I've bought myself a bit of time, but I am very aware that I can't refresh my team now without trades well that's it that that should be encouragement to trade like your your squad is young like you've i guess to as chatting to dan about it before like you got deandre swift you didn't get a kamara or no a cook or a CMC or a Barkley, you know, someone who's got a bit of tread on the tires. Like Swift's in his second year, he looks good. The Lions can only get better. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and so it's it's it should be a good long term investment, even though at the moment it looks like it's bitten you in the bottom. But yeah, um, as as Shep pointed out in the group, he's basically got a redraft for the next two years. With 18 picks in the next no, it's, it's outrageous, isn't it? It's, he, he it's has to, beyond a joke. I don't know what he's going to do, because this is the problem I had. Because I had three, three first-round picks at the start of the year. But I had a load of players that, you know, were like lottery tickets. So you're like, oh, I want to kind of hold on to my lottery ticket. And then you've got to find ways to like take a punt on who to remove and stuff like that. The struggle there with having so many picks is figuring out who to get rid of. And I'm just having a look at his team at the moment. Um, wondering if he'll just be okay to bin a lot of... Yep, he can just bin a lot of people. He's in a, <laughs> a better situation. Um, He's got eight picks, right? Three of them can go straight on taxi. Yeah. Although you'd hope that he keeps hold of Matt Jones, Rashad Bateman and Pat Yeah, those are, those are three good players on his taxi squad now, which really should be getting promoted to play in the loser bowl. Um He's got Debo Samuel. He's got Chase Claypool. He's got like he's got good young players. He desperately needs another tight end. Just looking at that now. Um, 
I think it's I think it's a difficult one because it is finding that balance around who you've been. But I think he's got a number of players that he could. He's got two quarterbacks that he could just get rid of straight off the bat there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Chris Strebler and Jacob Eason are going to be fantasy relevant anytime soon. No, no. Same with Derek Gore, despite the fact that he's his name is a combination of two of the best running backs over the last 15 years. It's not it's not really how it works. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that Shep is someone to, if he drafts right, if he doesn't fall into the trap, which uh, Joe has pointed, pointed out on the podcast recently, that you have to get your pick right. It doesn't matter that you've, you could have pick one. It doesn't matter if you've got pick one or what. If you get it wrong, tough shit. <laughs> Any Mike News items you want to bring up? I mean, I don't what really... Sc- what, what did your scouting trip? My scouting trip? Um, and actually, it was, quite, it was quite fun. I was talking to Dino about this during the, during the uh, little... Uh, Vikings 49ers game that he went to. Just a little humble brag that we, you know, got to go to that game. Um, oh, football friends. You, you're right, though. It, that photo of us does make us both look normal height. <laughs> um, it's the classic David Mitchell. It's like the Titans <laughs> of Ipswich play the Giants of... Oh, no. um, I was saying to Dino during the game, I was like, we could have been really unlucky because it was Cousins versus Jimmy G. And that just has the makings of like a 10-7 punts galore all written all over it. Um, so it was it was great to see a really fun game. But I think that it might news, you wanted might news. Sorry, I just got on a tangent about how much I enjoyed the game. Um I don't really have a Mike News this, this this time, I'm afraid. There's nothing really... I think I'm a bit nervous about the game week and I don't want to like throw out random shit and then have it come bite me in the ass. So I'm afraid this is going to be a Mike Newsless podcast. Yeah. We'll get Sam to do a Mike News next time he's back, depending on how drunk he is for his party. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, why don't, you, why don't you give a, a Dale's News? I'm much too rational to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you always play the numbers. You play it very safe. Yeah, and look where that's got me. Well, maybe for next time we'll have some some I'll come out to look forwards. Come out with an absolute. I'll, I'll I'll build up to an absolutely outrageous one. Excellent. That sounds good. For now, let's just recap our preseason projections. So, I said Aaron Rodgers would be outside of the top twelve. In points per game, he is currently sixth. Okay, and the actual metric that matters? In total points, he is eighth. And he's 30 points ahead of, 35 points ahead of Burrow, who is 13. Okay. So that hasn't so, quite worked out. The, the point sort of still stands. He's, he's a lot closer to... Uh, He's a lot closer to 13th than he is to 1st. Yeah. Yeah, but the prediction was still wrong at yeah. the moment. There's still games okay. to go, but you know. Okay. Tight ends. I mean, this doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> George Kittle is, in points per game, 4th. 
just behind Gronk, Kelsey, and Andrews. In total points, he's sixth. Oh, he's absolutely... This is what I mean, because wasn't he really far behind like two weeks ago? And I was like, yeah, he's just got to get over that muddy little hill of bang average tight ends. I mean, he scored 40 points this week and he's got 134 from <laughs> from 13 weeks. Uh, so, so what you're saying is... of his points in one week. What you're saying is, Christopher, is that the only person whose prediction came off is mine. Because if I recall, Mac Jones did get benched because they he were winning, rested. but he got benched. <laughs> If I were you, I would have gone with the whole he was only allowed to throw it three times this week. Argument. Well, I was I was holding on to that one just in case, but you didn't argue enough for me to bring it out. Bill doesn't trust him in the wind. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Only only trusts him in domes. His little noodle arm, yeah. Um oh well. So basically all well. our predictions were all a sack of shit. Uh, maybe win the wrong people to do podcasts is what we've learned here. Yeah, for all those for all those person who were listening for really rational analytical advice, um, you may be in the wrong place. Basically, a podcast of Matt Berry's. <laughs> He's a nice guy though, but I'd never follow his advice. <laughs> He's a very nice guy, and we have. Uh, recorded proof that you do follow his advice every now and then because you yeah, blamed him for a week one loss. No, oh, I didn't lose week one. Oh, or maybe in Binner. Maybe in yeah. Binner I lost. Yeah, I lost in yeah. Binner. Okay. Um, yeah, that was annoying. And I didn't follow it after that. And now I'm in the playoff spots in Binner. Coincidence? <laughs> oh, bless him. Poor, 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 poor I think we'll leave it there. I think we should. <laughs> Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for your time. I tried to not rant and ramble as much because I didn't want Sam to get upset. Oh, I hope you're all right wherever you are, Sam Clark. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, go get your guy. Bye.